Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I hate to even interrupt this. It's just such a happy song. Well, you got to let this line go. Uh-huh. There you go. 21st. There we go. Yes. We're only a few hours away. Yes. Um, okay. This is John's favorite kind of story about this Starbucks lawsuit. <laughs> When you, when you have someone who claims that the thing that is advertised is not actually in the product, and this time it's Starbucks with those fruit refreshers, so you can get, um, I don't even know what's in them, but they're fruit and maybe some soda water or something, I don't know, um, but there are a bunch of them um, with flavors like mango dragon fruit, uh, pineapple passion fruit, pineapple passion fruit lemonade, a bunch of them. So you have a group of people that got together and said, um, those fruits are not actually in those refreshers. So don't call them that if you're not going to put those fruits in them. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, uh, there's no fruit in the fruit drinks. Yeah, it's punch. I mean, how, how much stuff is out there? Speaking of which, today is National Punch Day. Happy mm -hmm. Punch Day, everybody. How about a nice Hawaiian punch? How much stuff is out there on the uh, on the, the shelves of every grocery store in America that says fruit punch? And it's sugar water. It's not fruit punch. There's no fruit in that stuff. And we know that. But I guess if, if you're going to buy your strawberry acai lemonade Starbucks refresher, then you were somehow under the impression that acai berries and and strawberries are in there. Uh, plaintiffs say the main ingredients in the drinks were water, because of course they are. Mm -hmm. Grape juice, concentrate, and sugar. Yeah, sounds about right. What I like about this lawsuit, unlike others, is that they're not um, protesting about all of them. They said they did not contest that the other advertised fruits including pineapple, strawberry, and dragon fruit were present in the drinks. So it's not just this blanket protest against everything that Starbucks makes in this line. There are just specific ones that they say, you are saying this contains this and it does not. And we've said this before that I feel like this is gonna come down to, are they calling it um, passion fruit lemonade flavored? Right. Or are they calling it passion fruit lemonade? Yeah, and, and what I don't understand is when companies keep getting themselves in trouble for this, and you're right, I mean, this this lawsuit may have some merit to it. We don't know. We'll find out when a jury has a chance to, to make a recommendation on it or, or render a verdict on it. But um, it, it, because it's so simple, going all the way back to the, the Pop-Tart lawsuit over the fact that there wasn't enough strawberry in the strawberry Pop-Tarts or whatever mm -hmm. it was, yeah. that, that – 
that it's so easy and it's exactly what you just said all you have to do is put the word flavored on there you know call it your mango dragon fruit lemonade flavored starbucks refresher and you're covered right and they didn't do that um the other point that this lawsuit makes again that i like that i think gives them merit is that they said starbucks their theme generally is to name products based on what the ingredients are inside like the matcha in the iced matcha tea latte and the honey mint in the honey citrus mint tea. So they're looking at precedent going, if you were to go to Starbucks, if they were to kind of goof everything and never really call it what's inside, you wouldn't have the reasonable expectation that the lemonade whatever would have that thing in it, except that with other things, Starbucks names them what is in them. Yeah, uh, and that's what Starbucks is arguing, is saying that, that uh, they describe flavors as opposed to ingredients. Well, yeah, that may get you out of it. It may not. And that's a good argument to make. Am I by the only one that doesn't have any idea what matcha is? <laughs> I know it's bright green. Okay. Is is it a... It, it's the color of pistachio. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, but That uh, is matcha. Whatever it happens to be. Um, yeah. The, green the, tea. Oh, it is green tea. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, the thing that I don't like about this, and this is the argument they're making that I don't think holds any water, at least not with me, is that they said the uh, the other consumers bought these menu items and paid a premium price based on Starbucks' mm -hmm. naming of them. All right, it's not Starbucks' fault if you overpay for garbage, okay? If, if, right. if, if I go out there and sell garbage on the street and somebody pays me a million dollars for it, that's on him, not on me. And if you're going to say, well, their reputation says that they have the best stuff, th then you fell victim to marketing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like that either. I think anytime someone says, I wouldn't have bought this or I wouldn't have paid this amount for this if I had known. No, you paid that amount for it because you liked the flavor of it. <laughs> yes. Now, maybe the flavor of it wasn't what you thought, but you paid that because you liked it. My, yeah, and my, and my question would be, I mean, if jurors were able to question, you know, throw questions into something like this, or maybe it's up to the lawyer to do that, would be, how many of them did you buy? <laughs> right. Did, did you buy before one? you realized? Right. Did yeah. you did you spend seven dollars on this once and then went? Mm -hmm. No, this is garbage. There's no dragon fruit in here. Or did you buy twenty of them and then realize there wasn't any dragon fruit in there and got mad? Because if that's the case, no, I'm I'm not finding in your favor. So Starbucks tried to have the case thrown out, saying the names of the drinks refer to their flavor and not necessarily the ingredients contained. And like we said. Usually, if you're going to do that, you call it strawberry flavored, not strawberry. And that gets you out of the, the legal obligation. And so the federal judge threw that out, denied, <clears throat> denied their request, and dismissed two of the 11 complaints, but are allowing the other nine to go forward. Which I'm glad. Uh, I'm, yeah. This is the kind of thing that should see the inside of a courtroom because that will get us, based on whatever the verdict happens to be, that will get us closer to some kind of truth in marketing. And I know those ter terms are usually mutually exclusive, but they're supposed to be at least a little bit in the same you know, zip code with each other. And maybe this will get us there. And I just want to yell at every company that uses a flavor in a thing and say, you can avoid all these lawsuits if you just say grape flavored or strawberry flavored. You, you avoid all of this mess. 
If you just add that one word. Yeah, because we can argue about whether it really tastes like grape or strawberry, but right. some people are going to say yes and some people are going to say no. So if it's like that, then you're covered. I love this. The text line says matcha isn't just any green tea. It's high-grade green tea, like uh, like bougie green tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. This is the first time I've heard bougie used with green tea, but I'll take your word for it. Here's what they say is the difference between matcha and other green teas. It is a high-grade green tea ground into powdered form. The powder is whisked into hot water instead of steeped, which is what you would normally do with tea. Okay. It's just a very thick-looking green. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, it looks like the, the health drinks that people drink. Maybe I've seen too many movies in my life, but I cannot hear the term high grade without thinking about drugs. That's, that's the only time I ever hear that used. I've never heard it used with tea before. It's usually, uh, Sarge, we got some high grade cocaine out there on the streets. It's never tea. So today is National Punch Day. Is today is National said? Punch Day. Yes. I thought maybe it was yesterday, but we can celebrate anyway. It's also National Rum Punch Day. Hey. Not just Not just National Punch Day. Um, okay. Cool. <laughs> I do love a good punch. I uh, not not the physical kind, obviously, but it, punch is one of those things that outside of like uh, prom. I mean, what was the last time you said I, I, you heard somebody say, "Hey, welcome to the party. You want some punch?" It just never graduation happens. party, right? Yeah. When was the last time you you ladled out of a punch bowl? But exactly. Mm-hmm. Remember the the big ring of ice. The big, like it looked like a giant lifesaver that would go into the yes. punch bowl. Um, that that should happen more. Like as adults, I know there's rum punch and stuff you can get when you're on vacation in the Caribbean. That's cool, and and I don't mind that at all. I mean, if like that that should happen more though. You're right. When you're having a like a get together with friends, there should be a punch bowl in the middle of the table. That's always festive. It's always happy. Why don't we do that more? I don't know. why. That is not a thing that, um, like, if you're at an Airbnb, whatever, that's not a thing that's usually included in the kitchen. <laughs> There's not a, a punch bowl that we just kind of leave out for parties for people to use. Uh-huh. Why not? Bring back punch. That's what I say. Do you remember that instead of the ice ring, it was frozen pineapple that they would put in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and well, then it, it would melt a little bit and then stay in your glass. And they had the really good punch where they would put, uh, like, rainbow sherbet in there and let it melt into yes. the punch. Oh, and that, man. Like, film over the top. Little ginger ale, little, yeah, mm-hmm. little rainbow sherbet. Now you're talking. That's some high-quality punch. So I sent you a link this morning. I agree. The, the reason I know punch is more so because of milk punch, which is a cocktail. Of course. What is it? Because that, I mean, it looks amazing. The picture that I'm looking at of that thing. What is milk punch? So there is a bourbon milk. I know it. For, I know it with bourbon. Um, and so they say it's classic for New Orleans. The milk punch is an old drink going back to the 1600s. Wow. So long before it was associated with, um, with New Orleans. So the bourbon milk punch combines its namesake spirit with whole milk, simple syrup, and vanilla, freshly grated nutmeg on top providing a sprinkling of warm aromatics with each sip. Think of the cocktail like eggnog without the egg. Okay, I'm for that because that's Uh one of the reasons why I don't like eggnog. But it does. It it looks very summery. You know, it's got Mm -hmm. that very, well, punch, right? I mean, you normally don't serve that during the wintertime. But, yeah, I mean, you add a little nutmeg in there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I can definitely see that being a nice thing. Warm, also. I could totally see that being a warm thing. We're, we're getting for, phone for calls winter. about punch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what in doubt? Nothing surprises me anymore. Let's go to the phones and bring in Joe in Overland Park. Hello, Joe. 
how you guys are doing. Hey, a lot of these drinks that are on the market right now are counterfeit. I didn't realize it until about two days ago. Uh, Five-hour energy, I don't know if you've seen those in the convenience sure. stores. They, they estimate that about half of them are counterfeit. They, they found out that uh, there was a huge, huge, uh, I guess, cartel of people in California that were selling these in con- to convenience stores and grocery stores, and they had bought the bottles and the labels out of Mexico, and they were not what you would expect to find in a regular one of those small bottles of five-hour energy. And they sold them for about half the wholesale costs, and the retailers were making huge markups. What so was, a lot of the stuff. What was are, it? What was in them? What was it? They haven't found out yet. It was just a huge, huge scam. I mean, it was mil- They found a million dollars in gym bags in the place where they found the uh, the drinks. But this this is even bigger than anyone had thought. The FDA is investigating this, but a lot of these drinks are just counterfeit. I never even thought that anybody would even think of that. But the five-hour energy, it looks just like the regular one with the running man on it. I mean, they bought the labels out of Mexico. The, the, the bottles look the same. And when you go into some of these convenience stores or gas stores or whatever, you wherever you buy them, uh, they're counterfeit. And they, they're still investigating what exactly is in them. But some people have gotten sick. Actually, them. actually, they're not. Huh? Joe, Joe, I appreciate the call, but actually, they're not. Uh, this the the case that he's talking about is six years old, and the people that were involved in it have already been convicted. So, yeah, the, the Department of Justice. It was not the FDA. It was the DOJ mm-hmm. uh, that investigated this, and it was all uh, over as of 2017. So, the stuff you're buying in the store now is authentic, um, and they had. It doesn't go into the details. I haven't had time to go through the details of this, but it goes all the way back to 2012. And they said it was a nationwide conspiracy to distribute fake five-hour energy drink, but it doesn't go into how far they got with it. So I wouldn't wouldn't spend a lot of sleepless nights worrying about it. I see what you did there. Um, I haven't (laughs) done the five-hour energy (laughs) since I was in college and having to, like, stay up all night studying for exams. Or writing papers. Yeah. So. Uh, we, yeah, we always just pop no-dos. How about Leslie yeah. in in Lynn Valley here real quick? Hi, Leslie. Hi. We make punch every year at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Good for and you. We have a big punch bowl, uh, cranberry punch. We make the ice ring in a Tupperware jello mold, and you put um, strawberries in it as when it's partially frozen, and you use ginger ale and cranberry juice. 7-Up doesn't work as well. So that's it. Just gi- Oh, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, ginger ale is always the go-to. Um, so, so it's just that, just cranberry juice and ginger ale? Well, sometimes we'll add uh, strawberry ice cream. Oh, now you're talking. Get yeah, a little cream it's, yeah. it's a really good punch. And you, the kids can have it because it doesn't have any alcohol in it. You don't, you <laughs> so don't. We do the alcohol version of my family. We add <laughs> bourbon and freeze it. It's well, you, everything you just said, but bourbon and frozen orange juice and freeze it. And you know what else you can do, Leslie, yeah. if you want to get really fancy, is instead of using the, the Tupperware mold to make the ice ring, use an upended bunt cake pan. Because then you get the little oh, crinkles. Yeah, you'll, you get the little yeah. crinkles on the outside of it. It just looks better. Well, the Jello mold from Tupperware, which is probably 40 years old, mm-hmm. has those ripples in it. Oh, cool. Okay. So it kind of looks the same okay. way. It's the same as the bunt cake pan. Well, let us know what time to be over on Thanksgiving, and we'll see you in November. 
Okay, it'll be in the next session. All right, thanks, Leslie. Appreciate the call. Thanks very much. I'm glad somebody else is on the punch train. Okay, we have to get to a break, but I need the person to tell me what trash can punch is that you made in high school. I think I want to know. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, tell us more about that. All right, still to come, we have a fight between neighbors over what's being cooked in the kitchen. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Love a good fight between neighbors. It's always fun. Uh, In this case, we have an Australian citizen who got a harsh letter from their neighbors criticizing their cooking choices that they claimed smelled up their own house. Fight between neighbors over what they were cooking. Yeah, because the neighbors who made the complaint are vegan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know that old line that Parks always uses about how do you tell if somebody's vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Yeah, it comes true in this one as well. Uh, They filed a lawsuit over the claim that their neighbors' meaty smells from their kitchen were making them sick and upset. This was the this was the note on notebook paper. Hello, neighbor. Could you please shut your side window when cooking, please? This is a please twice. <laughs> My family are vegan. My family is vegan. Uh, we eat only plant-based foods, in case you didn't know what vegan was. And the smell of the meat you cook makes us feel sick and upset. We would appreciate your understanding. Thanks, Sarah Wayne and the kids. Uh-huh. And as you might imagine, it wasn't met with, um, well, I mean, the neighbors weren't very happy to see the note pinned to their door. So it escalated from there. Uh, people suggested alternative methods to block out the meat smell if it disgusted them, like the neighbors could close their own windows instead of the person cooking having to close their windows. Um And I like that other people said, I would absolutely cook bacon in front of the window and point a fan at the window to blow it in their direction. I I mean, you don't want to start a fight with your neighbors if you don't have to. Um, But there is a question in there about how, I mean, how annoying does something have to be before you write a note and tack it on your neighbor's door? Especially if it's, and, and I know this is going to come into it, even though it really doesn't make any difference. And we'll get to that in a second. That it's a choice you made. You know, mm-hmm. you don't eat meat. They right. do. And in order to eat that meat, they have to cook it because otherwise you're you know, looking at all kinds of diseases and things like that. So what you're saying is I, I don't eat meat and now you can't either. And that's going to be a problem. But the fact is that we do have what's called nuisance lawsuits here. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they have them in Australia as well. Where that kind of thing is, if it's in, infringing on somebody else's property, even uh-huh. if it's like uh, disputes between apartment dwellers, where you've got somebody else in the next apartment who smokes and you don't, mm-hmm. that those things have been uh, taken to court and the person who files the complaint often wins. Yeah, um, what I appreciate about this is that it's not that they're saying you can't eat meat. They're saying, can you open a different window? Can you close the one that faces us Mm -hmm. and open a different window on a different side? And I like that it was a nice note. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't you jerks, you meat-eating jerks. Yeah. Yeah, Like, it said please multiple times. Mm -hmm. It it was polite. It wasn't. We've seen these notes be very jerky. This was not jerky. Oh, this This was polite. Oh, and this one hasn't gone to court. Uh, Yeah, it's it's just the note. Yeah, my apologies on that. I thought that there was a lawsuit involved in this one. We have a number of lawsuit stories today. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if if you got a neighbor, uh, if you got a note from a neighbor like that, how would you react to it? Especially when they're, I mean, that may be a, a little bit of an infringement onto your, you know, what you view as your private space, and I can mm-hmm. see that. But if they're at least nice about it, does that make a difference to you, even if they're making a request that you don't feel like complying with? Yeah, to keep the peace, 
especially if you've never had trouble with them before. Can you can you meet in the middle somewhere? Meet in the middle. See, now you did it. I didn't even <laughs> do it either. I yeah, you usually know you're doing it. I usually do it completely on accident. So, um, all right. What should they do here? Would you comply with this? Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Still to come this hour, a change that is coming to those Clydesdales that Anheuser Busch has. Um, it's a change that we didn't even know that they did in the first place. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is clear that some of you on the text line already knew that Anheuser-Busch did this, and you're hoping this practice is stopping, and yes, actually it is. Yeah, uh, and I'm glad you knew because you were ahead of me on this one. I had no idea that they did this, but apparently the Budweiser Clydesdales forever, as long as they have been around, have had their tails docked. Now... We'll get into a little bit more about tail docking here in a second, but uh, I, yeah, I had no idea that this is what they did. I just, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I just never noticed. I figured they were like trussed up, like tied mm-hmm. up, because they have those little, you know, the little jingle bell things, the ornate things on their tails. But no, they they actually cut off the tails of the Budweiser Clydesdales, or at least up until now they did. But this was a rare nationwide huge corporate victory for PETA. Yes. Um, and if you have insight onto the, in the, some of you were texting in, teach us things. 913-586-7798 about why this was so bad and what finally convinced them to change it. So um, who is this? This was talking. What is this? Uh, the American Veterinary Medical Association says, we're going to get gross here for a second. The amputation 
removes a portion of the bony part of a horse's tail, often using a constricting band. And the procedure can reduce the tail to the extent that it cannot be used to fend off flies and biting insects. That's why you want to leave it alone so they can protect themselves. Sure, yeah. I mean, if anybody's ever been around horses at all, you see them for about five minutes and you see them, you know, they'll turn their head back and they'll wipe their face off with their tail and get the flies off. So um, I guess the reason why you would do that if you had a horse that was like a show horse or something like that is you don't want it doing that. That, that you right. don't want that that behavior, so you just cut the tail off, which is just crazy. Now, the the where if you're familiar with this at all, where you might be familiar with the idea of tail docking, is in the dog world. That's where mm-hmm. you see it a whole lot more often. Yeah. Um, where they'll do tail, tail docking and ear docking for dogs that, um, and I think they use that term, that euphemistic term, docking, because it sounds better than cutting their tail off mm-hmm. or cutting their ears off, but that's what they do. Um, and usually it's in dogs that are either hunting breeds or fighters, uh, like staffies, you know, Staffordshire Terriers, because the idea is if you leave their tail long or their ears long, that the other dog or whatever the prey is that they're going after could grab a hold of that and bite them and, and hurt your dog. And you don't want that to happen. So with, with hunting dogs and things like that, often you'll see that that's what they'll do. Thing is, though, doing it for that reason is at least something we can have a discussion about doing yeah. it for breed confirmation is stupid. If your dog isn't, a, if you don't actually take your dog out hunting, leave his tail and his ears alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said, um, it traditionally was performed to prevent the tail of the horse from interfering with harness and carriage equipment. Yeah. Okay. Like would it get stuck? I guess. Or caught somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tail docking is already banned in 10 States unless rendered medically necessary. And what would make it necessary? Uh, New Hampshire permits the procedure only with the permission from a state veterinarian. It is also illegal in multiple countries. As well it oh, should be. It's, it's ridiculous. A win for PETA. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I mean, so, yeah, PETA gets to celebrate on this one uh, because they've been asking for this for a very long time. And as I said, I uh, even though I used to work down the street, literally from the Budweiser Clydesdales, had no idea. It just never occurred to me that they would do this. Most of the ones that you see in the paddock, uh, if you go on the tour, if you go to St. Louis, and if you go to if you have to go to St. Louis, I would encourage you to do the AB tour. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, they take you through the stables uh, and into the paddocks where, yes. where they keep the Clydesdales. But usually those are little ones. Those are like you know, juvenile horses. So they haven't had that done yet. And like I said, for the rest of it, I just never noticed. Yeah, some of you were texting in. Um, yeah, that, that some people put this in the same category as um, declawing cats yeah. because they need that sure. to climb trees and protect themselves. And the same thing, you need the tail to swat the flies away. So rare win that I think few people are arguing against. Isn't it funny that even with an organization like PETA, who normally, I mean, they have been known for being the gadfly of the animal rights world mm-hmm. that, that do a lot of stunts and things like that, where they'll take a naked girl and paint her up like a lion and put her in a cage in some downtown area so that they can tell people, oh, circuses are bad. Look at this naked woman. Um, they, they, they do that. That's an actual PETA campaign. You can look that one up. But mm-hmm. they, they're famous for irritating people to get their attention. And in this case, they were on what I think you're right. Most people would consider to be the right side of this issue. I want to know where the pro tail docking you know, people are. Do, yeah. do they even exist where they're like, no, horses should all have their tails cut off? 
I mean, I'm sure they they could make the argument that you need. I don't like these words coming out of my mouth, but in order to win competitions, yeah, that's why you need it done. Yeah, like I said, for confirmation, it, it, dog shows a lot of times you'll see that too, where mm-hmm. it's part of breed confirmation to have alterations done to the dog, and I, it, for me, that's silly because that means they're not really conforming to what the breed is. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good on, good on Peter for the win. Okay, uh, moving on here to the story out of Las Vegas. Uh, anytime something like this happens where you have someone that gets charity money by lying about an illness they had, it, oh. it just makes us all angry. And that's what happened here. Uh-huh. Um, a guy named Rob Mercer is a poker player who now admits that he set up a GoFundMe page in June and made up a story about having stage four colon cancer. Oh, dude. Yeah, he was trying to raise enough money to meet the $10,000 buy-in for the No Limit Hold'em World Championship. He got contributions, individual contributions, of thirty dollars to $50,000 because he is saying he's not telling people the reason is so that he can enter the championship. He's telling people he's got stage four colon cancer and, and needs the help for the cancer diagnosis. Um, he got a stay at a suite at the Bellagio. A fellow player from Arizona who suffers from chronic illness donated $2,500. Wow. So here's what he says now. He sa- So he's admitted to this. Talked to a newspaper. He said, I'm sorry for not being honest about what my situation was. But he says he won't be refunding anyone because now he thinks he has undiagnosed breast cancer. <laughs> he thinks he does. Yes. Well, undiagnosed. Uh huh. I would say go get the diagnosis really, first. Yeah, right. Uh, that pretty, would probably pretty be quick to do that. The good first step. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not going to say what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe. I mean, this is an absolute assault and an insult to anyone who has ever dealt with or had a family member deal with stage four cancer. I mean, saying he ought to be ashamed of himself. This guy has no shame. None. Absolutely. I mean, and for him to come up with this BS excuse about, well, I believe that I have undiagnosed breast cancer, so I'm not giving anybody their money back. I hope, first of all, I hope he got his butt beat in the tournament and (laughs) and walked out of there without a penny. But even that, I mean, that that means he walked out of there without a penny of anybody else's money. He didn't put up any of his own money. That's, That's just, that's idiocy. Credit to GoFundMe. <clears throat> which takes this kind of stuff seriously. GoFundMe heard about the lie and they said they are providing the refunds. Good. Good. Because you can't have this. But, but, you, but you know, and I hope this is the case. Uh, they haven't said so, but I hope that what GoFundMe does now is goes and sues his butt off for all of the money that they spent on those refunds and more. Man, if you read some of this about how deep this lie went, um, Let's see. There's a recreational poker player from California who saw a post from this guy asking for help because he had cancer and offered to stake him in a tournament in Lincoln, California. And he responded and said, I'm too sick right now, but I appreciate the offer. And then later this got into like where some of the suspicions were raised. The guy got a message from Mercer asking to spread word of his GoFundMe, which he said had terminal cancer and was looking to raise money to play in the event. What I can't tell from this is, did he say on the GoFundMe 
that the money was for, like, did he say, I know he said he had cancer, but it wasn't just to support his cancer treatment or was he using the lie to get people to feel bad for him and pay his way into the tournament? That's what it sounds like is, and okay. I don't know, cause I didn't see the original GoFundMe either, but that's what it sounds like is he put this thing up and said, like, it's my last wish to right. be, you know, I've got stage four cancer. I might not make it to next year's tournament and I've always wanted to do this. And so help me out. But either way, it, it doesn't make any difference. If you're basing it on any lie, it's wrong. If you're basing it on a lie involving cancer, you should be forced to do your community service in a kid's cancer ward. That's where you ought to spend your time. Yeah, there were people that confronted him when he went to this tournament. And said, um, hey, you don't look sick? Yeah, it said, you don't look sick. And he was spotted in the casino pit outside of that tournament and was asked... Like, do you think this looks good? Gambling with the money that was intended for you to play in this one tournament. And I guess he became defensive about it. Oh, uh, okay. And people just started to not like him and started to wonder. Imagine that. He's kind of a jerk, too. Right. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> this is fascinating. The poker community confront was vet vetted him. He produced a note on mychart.org to his doctor asking for a copy of his cancer diagnosis. But the doctor never responded and no one followed up with him about it. So it was missed. Yeah, well, uh, and of course, I mean, anybody who uses my chart, and I do frequently, mm -hmm. knows that, yeah, there's a period of time. You can post that, and then before you get a response from your doctor, which in this case probably would have been, what cancer diagnosis? Right. You take a screenshot of it before the doctor responds. What does that mean? Well, it means nothing. This guy. Wow. This guy. Holy cow. If you have thoughts here, uh, we can certainly... Take your comments. Yeah, Dave has called us up at a KC. Turn quick over to Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Welcome. Uh oh. Well, Hello? yeah, we got you, Dave. What's on your mind? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, John, Jamie, uh, just a quick is there any legal recourse that the government has? That's interesting. I had not really even thought about that. Do you think there is legal legal recourse to go after this guy for fraud on just a massive scale and also it occurs to me he would have gotten money from you know people from every different state oh yeah can they make a can they make a federal case out of it then it becomes a very serious deal yes and yes yes on both counts and and there's no word on that yet but that's what i'm hoping that uh, gofundme does is that not Man. only do they not only do they sue him monetarily but that they get the cops involved in this because you're right that's that is a federal oh. fraud charge easily i just i that is the most reprehensible. You guys ruined my day with that story. Thanks. I'm sorry, sorry to hear that, but yeah, <laughs> Dave. Uh, thanks. Sometimes we, you know, we've got to bring them to you just so you know who you're living around. <laughs> Appreciate the call, you guys, buddy. You guys do a wonderful job. Thanks. For, <laughs> Thank thanks, you. Guys. Thanks, Mel. It does make you wonder if you're on a GoFundMe ever. Is there a way to confirm? That it's legit without being a jerk. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about the people that we see all the time at the at the big intersections here in town with the, oh, our daughter has leukemia. Give to it. No, they don't. I mean, right. we've, we, we've been over this again and again and again. It's the same people, and it's always a different kid with a different illness. Somebody needs to go after them for fraud, too. Yeah, it just makes you feel bad for the people that genuinely are on GoFundMe to raise money for problems they genuinely have. Yeah. Because then people like this take advantage of right. it. Right, so. right. And, you know, I, I hate to make extra work for the cops, but that's just, it's letting them go with that is not something I'm okay with. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. To wrap the hour, uh, Samuel L. Jackson has a new job that we'll talk about coming up next on KMBZ. Samuel L. Jackson, the actor, might be uh, peaking 
career-wise right about now <laughs> with this new commercial that he's in. Absolutely love this. Yeah, this is out of the UK as well. And there's a company over there. It's a bread company called Warburton's. And this is a long commercial. I mean, they, they got their money's worth. It's about two minutes long. Uh, because what happened was they, they got a complaint online from a guy named Steve who wouldn't leave them alone. So they decided to turn it to their advantage and hired Samuel L. Jackson not only to do the commercial, but to actually portray Jonathan Warburton, the CEO of the bread company, in the commercial. Here's how it sounds. Hi, I'm Jonathan Warburton, chairman of the UK's largest family bakery. Now, I'm a good guy, family man. But sometimes, Johnny Lovely Crumpets won't cut it. Sometimes, you need Samuel L. Jackson to play you in a commercial because when I see this from Steve up in my socials, it unleashes a furious anger in me. Jonathan, I love your toasty loaf, but I've seen other toasty loaves in the shops that look exactly the same. What gives? What gives? What gives, Tweety Pie, is me, Jonathan Warburton. I give. And hell hath no fury like a baker scorned, Steve. You see, the righteous baker suffers the slings and arrows of temptation at every turn. Sure, we could pack our toasty loaf full of so much run-of-the-mill wheat it'd make your mama cry, but would we? <laughs> Hell no. Who was that? Jonathan Warburton? We pack it full of our unique blend of wheat and 147 years of baking passion! Like my father, his father, his father, and his mother. We get up hella early, and we stay up hella late. Thanks, boss. We test for softness, butterability, mm -hmm. and bounce-backability. Yeah, that's a thing. And only once our doughyologists have 3D scanned, stamped, and approved it, do we wrap it up in a pretty wax paper package just for you. So you go ahead and grab yourself some wannabe Warburton's Toasty Loaf, Steve, because they all taste the same, right? Right? <laughs> See, this is the real Jonathan Warburton, and this here is the real Warburton's Toasty Loaf. Something like that, J-Dubs? I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and that is why you spend the money to hire Samuel L. Jackson. This was put on Twitter at 12.20 in the morning yesterday. Uh-huh. In 36 hours, it has been viewed 1.9 million times. <laughs> And liked 10,600 times. And it's getting attention. Like, other Bay actors now are also reacting to this and saying, wow, like, I never wanted to do a commercial before, but now, like, if it could be like this, maybe I would. Oh, no doubt. I mean, and to use all of the tropes from Pulp Fiction, the furious <laughs> anger. I mean, it was just, it's so spot on. So, yeah, we'll, we'll pop that one up on the socials for you as well. But, I mean, you may have already, with 1.9 million views, you may have already mm -hmm. seen it. It's, um... Have we talked about this before about the book, Go the Blank to Sleep? Yes. For kids. Uh, oh. If you've never heard Samuel L. Jackson read, so it's it's for adults <laughs> who get frustrated at their kids not going to sleep. Um, we can't, we can play portions of it for you. We'd have to edit uh, pretty severely. But him reading that 
and get, and the aggravation in his voice is every parent, and it's so awesome. Absolutely, and and so incredibly funny as well. But that's, I mean, that's Samuel L. There is nothing that that guy can't do. And, I mean, when you think about all of the, you know, even outside of Pulp Fiction, I mean, he had the greatest death scene I think I've seen in any movie uh, in the shark movie. Uh, the, the name is escaping me. Oh, Deep Blue Sea. His death scene in Deep Blue Sea is one that even if you don't like shark movies or don't, if you don't like movies at all, you still need to see that because it's so out of the blue and bam, it's fantastic. Samuel L. Jackson can do no wrong. Gotta love it. Okay, we'll take a break here. Coming up the next hour, a question over whether 96 years old is too old to be a federal judge. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 